Good morning and welcome to the internet's only live daily housing show exclusively on BAM. Hot Sheet. A hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's Hot Sheet, I will discuss Jerome Powell's testimony on the state of the economy, KB's home's latest cancellation rate, and a home price outlook for Mortgage Banker Association. This is updated, new, and fresh. Today is Thursday, June 22nd. 2023, I'm Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Okay, good morning and welcome back. Let me know in the comments where you are tuning in from, and let's jump right into Jerome Powell's testimony yesterday. Jerome Powell, according to Bloomberg, defies critics and makes case for why rates must rise. In the Wall Street Journal, Fed's Powell says interest rate pause is expected to be temporary. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said the central bank was likely to raise interest rates in the coming months, but more slowly than previously. Fed officials left rates unchanged last week after lifting them 10 straight policy meetings to combat inflation. But investors, consumers, and borrowers shouldn't think they were done, Powell told uh, House Financial Services Committee on Wednesday. He actually went, he, he said, listen, I never said the word pause. He is saying yesterday in front of Congress, he only said skip. Skip means oh, exactly what he said, skip to the next hike. And so he is defiant in uh, the, the fact that his belief and the FOMC's belief is that we have a long way to go to fight inflation. Of course, the next meeting is July 25th and, Ju and July 26th. So we have a lot of data uh, over the next five weeks or so that can come out and that the Fed can collect between now and then to see if they alter course. But right now, it appears that uh, he's saying they're going to raise and that the market is going to be pricing in another federal interest rate hike. He also, in his three-hour-plus testimony in front of Congress, talked about housing. Let's go to the clip and see exactly what he said. The clip is coming, I promise. And so I think the challenge is how do you navigate increases in interest rates when a lot of the drivers of price increases are beyond your control? And I, I want to raise a specific kind of case study here, which is in the housing uh, market. Uh, because you would agree, would you not, that increasing the supply of housing can help reduce housing prices, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but when you, what we're seeing now is that uh, with rising interest rates, obviously new investments uh, are more expensive. Uh, we've seen housing starts fall by 14% in May. So that means fewer housing opportunities, less supply, uh, fewer workers um, engaged in building new homes. So if you could just use that as a sort of case study of how you're going to navigate these cross currents. Um, so interest-sensitive spending is a, is a very important aspect of how our tools work. And in the case of uh, the housing market, what you're seeing is higher mortgage rates so you're actually seeing demand move down quite significantly uh, 
many, many indicators suggest that fewer people are visiting homes. The wait time for uh, selling a home is increasing. Housing, housing sales are moving down. Housing starts are moving down. And uh, over, overall, uh, it's, a, it's a slowing in the housing market. And um, I, I think what you will see, or the for, many forecasts call uh, for the increase in housing prices to slow pretty significantly now. You've seen very, very large, as you know, uh, increases in housing prices over the last, really since the beginning of the pandemic and to the point where, you know, all over the country you have uh, housing, you know, people, you know, five bids above the ask uh, the second the house comes on the market. Well, that's cooling off now to a more sustainable pace. So what we hope is we can get so get demand to that part of the economy to slow to a more sustainable pace and get housing get get the housing market back on on a more sustainable path where there's a better balance between supply and demand i appreciate that i'm just going to use my remaining time to sort of push you a little further on this issue not specifically with housing but given the fact that so many of the factors that are driving price increases are beyond our control and you talked about core okay. um yeah, he's going to go on to, to something else there. So a couple things that he, he said in there. Let me know in the comments what stood out to you. Um, you know, and let me know if you've actually felt a cooling off in the comments of the multiple offers. Uh, I've seen, I, I'll say to Powell's defense there, because I think most agents are going to say, nope, I'm not experiencing, you know, a cooling off on multiple offers. I am seeing signs that... You, throughout the summer, there will be a cooling effect on the multiple offers that were experienced in say March and April. But let me know what you're experiencing in your market. All right, let me jump to uh, what he what they were going back with the Congressman there and Powell about housing starts. So housing starts were actually up in May. They said housing starts were down. We covered this on Monday and on, or I'm sorry, on Tuesday and Wednesday's show of this week. So if you miss those, go back and listen to the replay, whether you listen on YouTube or on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, the replays are up. You can go check those out. Uh, of course, if you're a BAMX member, you can get these slides like the one that I'm showing you. All of the daily downloads are available now on BAMX in one place. But you can see here, uh, May is up over 2023 over 2022 and may is up over april of this year so i don't know what he meant by may being down now maybe he misspoke and he's talking about housing starts being down overall for 2023 comparison to 2022 that would be true you know 2022 housing starts certainly in the first five months uh are were up for 22 in comparison to 2023 that would be true, uh, but he specifically said May, which would be untrue any way you slice it. You could go May over May, or you could go you know, May over April of last month. Either way, housing starts would be up. Of course, builders, uh, their index just went positive for the first time in 11 months, so there, there's been a lot of uh, you know, news coming out from the building sector. We're going we're gonna to actually talk about some more good news from the building sector here in just a little bit. Uh, what else he said there was that, you know, they keep trying to get housing into a sustainable place. Well, that's not going to happen going down the path that they're headed to. Here's why. All right. So last year, obviously, jacking up the interest rate, Jerome Powell said, we want to put housing into a recession. They did that. 
the housing industry and the tech industry both went into a recession last year. That was super clear. It was an easy target. Uh, housing and shelter, shelter makes up one third of total inflation. Didn't touch on rent there on, on real time rents. If I'm if I'm in Congress, I'm asking him, you know, how much for lower is inflation today? If you take into account real time rents, as reported by Apartments.com, as reported by Redfin and others, we covered a core logic piece yesterday on the hot sheet showing rents decelerating. Here's actually the chart on that. You can get this over uh, BMX, where all of our, all of our downloads are for the week. You can grab this chart. It shows you that national single family rent is completely plummeting to back to pre-pandemic levels. Nobody pressed him on that. Nobody asked him about that because that would remove a lot of inflation. Uh, he's saying we've got a long way to go to get inflation down to 2%. But myself and, and many others that are looking at real-time rent data believe that inflation is actually a lot lower than the Fed is saying it is because they're using such a lagging indicator on shelter, which makes up over a third of inflation. So anyways, what I would have pressed Jerome Powell on is, um, you know, if you're going to keep going down this path of raising rates uh, and you're going to start doing that again in, in July, eventually you are going to break the labor market. There are many that believe that that's the Fed's goal is to break the labor market, meaning put people out of work, put people on the layoff line. Okay. Now it's interesting. Last year was the year of the, of the resignation. And this year you see very few employee employees actually searching for a new job in major corporations. This is that out of major corporations, very few are looking for new jobs where last year, 50% of employees were actually looking for a new job. There's a huge flip there. It doesn't mean that people are necessarily so much happier with their job. It's that they're bunkering down and a little bit fearful of what what the job market looks like overall. There, there's not an abundance of attractive opportunities out there. Okay. And so they're starting to hunker down, bunker down right now. I get it. The job market's very robust and all of that. But there will be a breaking point if the Fed keeps doing what they're doing and raising the interest rates. Companies will have to make a decision. And oftentimes when the Fed does this, the job market does break. We go into recession and then the Fed tries to play catch up. Catch up meaning they're going to start cutting rates. Okay, the, the whole reason we're playing catch up now on inflation is because we printed way too much money the last three years. Okay, when... When everything was kind of over, if you remember, we printed an extra two plus trillion dollars on an infrastructure bill that, that just blew so much money into the system. OK, now you've got China saying they're going to be printing money that that is not necessarily good for us. So that's going to be something else. Jerome Powell and the Fed has to overcome the fact that another global economic power could be introducing more money into the system, similar to how we did the last two or three years. Uh, so interest rates continuing to go up. That's his stance. That's what he's testifying in front of Congress. It's similar to his comments the last couple of weeks. Hasn't moved off of them. Uh, I see bad signs for what he said, you know, creating a, a more sustainable housing market when you put people out of work. Uh, I, I think that's that's going to be ultimately not a good thing only for not only for housing, but for the economy overall. 
uh, you know, he's not solving the problem in housing, which is affordable inventory. That's the problem. And, and nobody's trying to solve that. They're either trying to create stimulus from the bottom up where there actually is five, 10 and 15 offers on a home. You're going to you're going to put stimulus onto uh, a home buyer, first time home buyer who's competing against everybody because it's starter homes. Um, you know, you're doing programs like that or like we talked about yesterday, going out and, you know, creating restrictions on on home flippers as opposed to creating inventory uh, that can be affordable. That's going to be uh, the way to create more opportunities for the housing market and, and a more sustainable long term housing market. All right. So there's Jerome Powell's uh, comments on where they're going next. KB Homes had some comments and some reports on their latest cancellation rate. Okay, so in early January, KB Homes said its fourth quarter buyer cancellation rate was 68%. If you remember that, that was far above the industry's peak of 47% during the dark days of the 2008 era crash. KB Homes CEO uh, was clearly worried about the latest cancellation rate, telling investors at the time that depending on market dynamics and backlog levels in each community, we are getting more aggressive with our pricing ahead of the spring selling season in order to generate new orders. Think about all the news we've just covered in the last two days on builders and where they're at today. They're kind of, they're they're feeling the best about the housing market. Their stocks are soaring right now. Builders home uh, home builder stocks are soaring. They're the index is up over fifty percent for the first time in eleven years. Uh, they're controlling twenty five percent of the inventory. Typically, new construction is not twenty five percent of total inventory. Uh, but that what it, is, it what it is today, thanks to Jerome Powell, uh, creating an environment that sellers don't want to sell because the interest rate is so high. So they make up twenty five percent of inventory. So so builders are in this this actually lucrative position where in quarter four, when the interest rates were going up and you had these cancellation rates like KB Homes of sixty eight percent, they weren't feeling too good. So so how quickly that has shifted. Uh, those aggressive incentives coupled with house price cuts seem to be working for the giant home builder on Wednesday. Uh, yesterday, KB Home reported a second quarter cancellation of only 22%. Still a high share of buyers canceling contracts with KB Home. It's far below what uh, they said in fourth quarter. And, and then also in January, uh, where they had reported 36%. Okay, so KB Homes uh, is a couple of, you know, it's, this is basically reinforcing the news that we've seen this week that builders are in a position of strength right now in this housing market you can see the 68 percent in quarter four 36 percent in quarter one and now 22 percent uh still well above where they sat from you know the majority of 2020 uh, second half of 2020 through um quarter three of last year uh or i'm saying i'm sorry quarter two of last year so but they're getting very close to their typical average if you look at 2018 and 2019 they kind of hung you know mostly at about 20 percent or just under so they're so they're right there with where they've been historically pre-pandemic for kb homes and just more signals of strength for builders right now who actually have some of the inventory uh that we are lacking in this market all right uh, Mortgage Banker Association just revised its home price outlook, and they revised it upward. The group's forecast model predicts U.S. home prices, as measured by FHFA, will jump 0% in 
2023, but that'll follow a 1% increase in 2024 and a 3.9% increase in 2025. Let me get the chart up, which will be available for you down below in the in uh, BAMX. If you sign up to BAMX, you get access to all of the charts and sources here on this show every single day in a daily download. Of course, all of our courses and our member live streams and our private Facebook community jump into BAMX today to get access to your hot sheet daily download. MBA Mortgage Finance Forecast just released yesterday. Housing starts, okay? So they've got housing starts for quarter two uh, being at 1,400 plus, or I'm sorry, uh, 1.4. Um, this is seasonally adjusted, by the way, uh, for quarter two. That'd be the highest uh, for the year, okay? So they've they've got quarter three coming down to 1.38. And quarter four coming down to 1.37. That's in the million. Single family, 874 on housing starts for quarter two, uh, 874,000. But they have single family actually going up uh, in quarter three and quarter four. So they have multifamily coming down at the end of the year for housing starts. We know there's a ton of inventory for multifamily coming at the end of the year. And they have single family going up. Okay, so this is Mortgage Banker Association's projection. Let's just take a look at further down the line. This is... Um, in, this is their most updated projection. So they've got housing starts. So per the congressman's kind of overall point, I think he just misspoke about May, going back to that Jerome Powell clip. Uh, per his overall point, 2023 housing starts is going to be significantly lower than 2022 with all the data that we have. Okay, so you, they're projecting seasonally annual um, report for housing starts at 1.388 million. 2022, we had 1.551 million, okay? 2024, they believe that number is going to go back up to 1455. And then 2025, they think will actually be a little bit higher than 2022 for housing starts at over 1.5, okay? Housing sales now. Let's take a look at this. Uh, their their uh, seasonally adjusted rate is in line with what we're seeing from... Um, from uh, Case Schiller, from uh, National Association of Realtors as well, 4.3 million here in quarter two, almost 4.4 million. They have that going down in quarter three to 4.2 and uh, 4.2 million in quarter four. This this is for total existing home sales in 2023 seasonally adjusted rate. Remember, quarter one of 2022, we're coming off over six million sales. You can see how far sales have dropped with the interest rates going up. That's total transactions. They do have by the end of quarter four, us getting back almost to 5 million. And in 2025, they have that number up over 5 million for the year, just slightly above 2022 levels, but they don't see that coming for another year and a half. And really you got to get through 2025 for that number to reflect. So we're talking two and a half years out to top 2022 total transaction levels. Still plenty of transactions out there. If you're a real estate agent thinking, oh my gosh, uh, there's still plenty of transactions. 4.2 million this year, 4.3 maybe. And then next year is looking at about 4.6 million total transactions. Uh, new home sales will go up over the next couple of years. Actually gonna go, they're projecting it to go up this year, 676,724 and 24. And then 2025, 766. Uh, here's, here's the interesting one to me because it's Mortgage Banker Associations. 
projection on interest rates. This is what I really want to pay attention to. And they have, here's the one that stood out to me. They've got us at 5.8 interest rate in uh, the core fourth quarter of this year. Okay. So um, they have quarter three at 6.2% this year and the end of the year finishing quarter four at 5.8. Next year, we're looking, according to Mortgage Banker Association, at 5.6, quarter one, 5.4, quarter two, 5.2, quarter three, and 4.9 in quarter four. But in order for us to get a sub five 30-year fixed interest rate, we're talking about a year and a half. Okay, so that's just the reality. But they do they do show us a downward trend going through the end of this year and into next year. 2023, uh, they believe, will end at 5.8 again. 2024, they believe, will end at 4.9. And 2025, they believe, will end at 4.6. Still well off 3%. So home shoppers waiting for 3%. This might be a table to show them. I, I've got this table carved out. It's down below in BAMX. This is something you might want to, and my writing won't be on it, by the way. So all this. All this won't be on it, uh, but you might want to to print that out and just kind of show them, hey, this this is what the interest rate is projected to look like. Mortgage Banker Association. I'm sorry, that's the 10 year that I just highlighted. Uh, 10 year, by the way, the gap between the 10 year should uh, start to get more normalized. We're at like a three point gap right now. If you go to 2025, it's less than a two point gap, which is similar to where it's been historically, okay? But this line here, you may want to just highlight and send to home shoppers that are waiting for 2.75 and 3. Those days don't appear to be coming. That's not the projections um, that we're dealing with right now, all right? So there's Mortgage Banker Association's revised housing outlook. They do not see prices going down this year. In fact, they see home prices staying flat for the year of 2023. They do see home prices going up 1% in 2024 and 3.9% in 2025. And across those same uh, two and a half year period, they see quarter over quarter over quarter, the 30 year fixed interest rate going down. Let's take a look at where it might go today. We've got a 10 year fixed that is ticking. I mean, a 10 year treasury, I'm sorry, that is ticking up. We know if we follow the 10 year, we're going to get some indication on the 30 year. I do believe the 30 year will tick up today based off of this news. And this is really uh, the market digesting Jerome Powell's comments from yesterday. Uh, yesterday, the 30-year did go up a little bit from 6.87 on the Mortgage News Daily Survey to 6.9. We'll see where it goes today. Probably sit back into that 6.95 range that we've seen here the last couple of weeks on the Daily Survey. And uh, we'll just continue to see. Well, I think Jerome Powell might be speaking again today. So we'll see what the market reacts today on day two, if he is indeed uh, going to be in front of Congress again. All right. If you haven't done it already, grab uh, your your spot in BAM X, further the conversation on Hot Sheet, get access to all of your downloads. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you back here tomorrow on the Hot Sheet. Until then, toodaloo.